This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, this is Arjun, and it's a pleasure and honor to welcome you to this edition of Secrets to Win Big, where my VIP guest is Dr. Sunil Gupta. Sunil Gupta, MD, is a nationally recognized retinal surgeon, a successful entrepreneur, and a healthcare pioneer. He thrives on bringing together stakeholders from across the healthcare and business landscape to solve complex challenges and deliver the triple aim of accessibility, affordable, and quality patient care. He is a founder and manager of the largest retinal research organization in the United States, the Retinal Specialty Institute. He is the co-founder and chief medical officer at US Retina, one of the largest associations of retina physicians in the United States, rapidly growing association of 90 member practices representing over 3 billion in revenue. The thing that also, when I started going through the bio and started learning more about Dr. Gupta, became very clear to me is the levels of excellence Sunil has. Number one is, of course, he has an incredible proven career as a retinal surgeon. Second is he has created a practice where he has put in place, not just himself, but an incredible team of other physicians and support staff together create the experience. Level three, he has taken it where he has taken the business of it and not only has excelled, that itself has become the business. And of course, it will be fun to talk about some of the community work Dr. Gupta is doing. So Dr. Gupta, it's a pleasure to have you as Secrets to Win Big. Thanks, Arjun. Appreciate you having me. So Sunil, let me ask you at the very beginning, you're a brilliant man. You could have done a lot of things. What got you into ophthalmology? Well, uh, first of all, you know, as um, a lot of Indian immigrant kids are told uh, to be either engineers or physicians, I initially became an engineer and then subsequently became a physician. And I really wanted to do cardiothoracic surgery, I thought. And so I was doing the cardiothoracic rotation. And, and the, the heart transplant surgeon I was rotating with said, look, you want to do ophthalmology. And I said, ophthalmology? He said, yeah, they have great instruments, great toys, and great outcomes. Uh, and they actually have a decent quality of life. So I'm like, okay. So that's, uh, believe it or not, one person's influence, uh, you know, allowed me to sort of pivot and look at that specialty. And when I did, yeah, they had amazing instrumentation uh, back 30, 35 years ago. And our outcomes were amazing and the patient satisfaction was huge. So uh, it was sort of uh, obvious that that would be a specialty that I would pursue and fortunate enough to have gotten in and done it. Wow. You know, that's so incredible to reflect back is there are so many individuals in our life who pivot and help us open doors that we would have never thought before. So once you have got into this particular area, what helped you and what drove you to keep growing to higher levels of success as you have evolved over the years? 
So interesting um, in that, you know, when you are first finishing your your training, um, for me, you know, I grew up with some really big thinkers. Uh, my father was a uh, soil scientist in India, came here. We came here in the early 70s. And he'd been working uh, for a while in his 40s and decided to give up everything, you know, obviously for us and for, you know, what he wanted to solve for, came here and then completely pivoted and thought very big about how to affect, you know, environmental sciences and how to sort of impact groundwater contamination. So I grew up with a guy who at 40 completely pivoted, thought very big of how you could have a huge impact on the world. And so, you know, it was never sort of a thought that I would uh, not think bigger. Uh, mm -hmm. I was around his friends who thought very big. And so it was sort of drilled into my mind that, yeah, you'll start somewhere, but always have to think of uh, in a more broader, bigger, impactful, impactful ter term. I love that concept. Start somewhere, but always think bigger and surround yourself with people who keep inspiring you to think at the higher level. So now let's get into the business side because a lot of physicians would have been satisfied to build an incredible practice, have a lot of physicians who are successful in the practice. But you have taken that to the next level where you are helping especially freshly graduate physicians who do not know the business side to help them establish the business and getting it there. So where did the dual interest, being a super physician, but the second dimension, the business leader and helping others win, come in? I think I think you're too generous, uh, Arjun. But I think from my perspective, I think uh, along the lines of again thinking bigger. When I first finished my fellowship, and even during my fellowship, the other fellows would tease me because I had a map. Uh, and I had decided I was going to come to North Florida and practice. And um, so I had mapped out the 12 offices I was going to open over the next 10 years and uh, before I'd ever started. And so I think that, again, you know, just trying to look ahead to say, look, I want to do great work, but then, you know, what am I driving towards? And I think in some ways, you know, it's sort of great for me partially probably being ADD a bit, that I want to dream really big. And I think if I dream it, then I can usually achieve it. And these aren't short-term goals, but when I lay out a dream, then I take time over the next one, two, five, and 10 years to then slowly make my way getting there. And once I got there, then I was, uh, once I'd built the 10 offices, and actually it was 15 offices, then I was like, okay, what do we do next? And so uh, that's how all these other uh, sort of ventures and uh, other aspects of entrepreneurship started to show up. I love that. And a few things I started writing down was, if anybody who is listening is not anywhere close to even your profession, these are incredible wisdoms for them. Number one is map out before you start. Okay. I love that. Second is know what I'm driving towards because having that goal is so important. 
And then if I dream, I can achieve it. So I really love that pressure you put on yourself to dream. But here I just have to push you a little bit. A lot of us stay in the dream area. And then we cover it with excuses by saying, hey, you know, I didn't have the opportunity. I didn't have parents who were that rich. So what's the part where that whole thing, how you flip the dream into achieving an action, what is your secret for doing that where most of us struggle? I think if there is a secret, I mean, I think Oprah says, you know, luck is taking advantage of opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think from my perspective, you know, there are short-term bumps <laughs> that occur almost every day. And you have to expect that. And you can't let those bumps sort of derail you. And, you know, knowing that, look, people are going to try to throw you one way or the other, throw you off your dream, is going to always happen. So don't take those moments to let other people determine your destiny, right? Know where you want to go and know that it's going to be not an easy road, but if you give it time, I think people get in a rush. And I think if you try to rush it, and certainly I've done that many times, you end up typically in the gutter um, versus staying on your road. I think that if you have a long-term path and you focus on it long-term, the short-term blips will never keep you from your end game. Wow. So now let's go a step beyond where not only have you had an impact in the business of retina physicians, you have gone above and beyond and always there for the community at large, both as a physician, as an, as an, as an individual too. You know, what's the inspiration behind it? Like, what's your vision? What are you trying to make an impact? If I, again, if I even use the phrase, what is the legacy that Dr. Gupta is trying to build? Um, well, I think the, the you know, um, it's a difficult question to answer because uh, it seems egotistical. Uh, but um, I think at the end of the day, if you impact people's lives and at the end of the day, you judge yourself and you're judged on that basis, um, then, and you think in general, you've done good things more, much more than bad things uh, for people's lives, then I think you've created a legacy. So for me, you know, I'm lucky enough, just like the cardiothoracic surgeon told me, every time I fix a retina, I can actually see an outcome. And the beautiful thing is my patients see an outcome, literally, not a pun intended. Wow. But, um, and that, that in, in turn sort of impacts their lives, right? I mean, they can continue to work, they can continue to drive, they can do whatever they want to do. But I think that... Uh, what drives me is, you know, how can we do that on scale? And I think, um, secondly, how can I impact others to be able to do that? And, you know, in business, we as physicians are not trained to be businessmen. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but we never have any business training. I never have taken a business class. I think I took Econ 101. But I think uh, for some of us, it's probably intuitive, you know, how business operates. And I think there are a lot of big players in healthcare that sometimes uh, get in the middle of your patient and you. Mm -hmm. And what I've tried to do is to say, look, 
we have a patient-physician relationship. For me to actually create the right outcome and the end game for my patients, not only do I need to know how to do retina really well, but I need to be able to think and be able to own the turf that I operate in. And to that end, I think you need to learn and know business and be able to be at the table with big business uh, to be able to achieve those end goals on behalf of your clients, which is for us, our patients. I'm so glad I asked the question because one is, you know, that answer, you know, what you shared, the conversation was very inspiring. The second thing I also see, no pun intended, a book by you, and I could use that as the title of the podcast, is See the Outcome. Because when you talked about it, it just resonated because to me, the way you talked about is what you're doing at the end, your satisfaction comes from every patient seeing better is priceless. Now, earlier you talked a little bit about your dad being an amazing, incredible inspiration on how he pivoted his life at the age of 40. Any other inspirations in your life that have defined you and shaped your life? I think that when you see, as we get to see, you know, the ability to fix things such as a detached retina or a patient that's losing their vision from diabetic retinopathy, which is the leading cause of blindness in the U.S. in working age patients. And then you see, on the other hand, that we've got tools to prevent every one of those patients from going blind, mm -hmm. right, today. So people talk about moonshots in healthcare. They talk about moonshots and everything else. But it's interesting that there's a problem in that even for things in healthcare that we can fix, like hypertension, like blindness from diabetes, we haven't achieved that even though we've had the tools to do that for the last 30 years. And so after 10, 15 years of practicing, you know, I wanted to see if we could have a bigger impact by somehow saying, look, can we not identify patients with pathology early on? And there are, you know, now uh, we started an entity where we are actually screening patients in primary care. We do about 17, 18,000 patients a month. And there's a number of organizations like ours that are doing that, fortunately. And the goal is ultimately be, to be able to identify the patients early enough to be able to have an impact on their outcome. So even with that, my inspiration is every time I see a young patient walk in that's a type 1 diabetic or even a type 2 diabetic that's either legally blind or has lost all their vision, you know, that is a black mark on us as society for not using the tools that we have to be able to protect that individual and make them and keep them functional, you know, in life. And so huge inspiration, haven't been able to solve for it, remains a lifelong goal, and hopefully me, along with many, many others that are focusing on this, you know, will be able to achieve that. Thank you. So now let's change gears and take the conversation to a totally different personal level. If you walked into maybe a coffee shop or a bar or a restaurant, and you meet two other Sunils. One is Sunil, 16 year old, and then the Sunil, 100 years old. 
And of course, it's you today. What would that conversation look like? What would you guys talk about that day? Um, wow. Uh, so I think the 16-year-old Sunil, um, I would have to sort of tell them that, you know, keep your drive, right? Um, so even at 16, even at 13, I was quite entrepreneurial. I had been here, came here from India. I was here for about a year and a half, and I got to inherit a paper route from one of my friends who was going back to Germany and, uh, you know, built that uh, business up to be 150 clients uh, at that time in seventh and eighth grade. And then, you know, went on to sort of doing other things. So, you know, the paper route was a huge inspiration of how entrepreneurship works in the U.S. And so I would tell the individual, look, keep your inspiration around entrepreneurship. But I think the other thing I would tell them is, you know, be patient, believe in yourself, because you'll get there. And it's interesting, as a young individual, we put a lot of pressures on ourselves which creates potentially, you know, sort of unneeded stress versus what I talked about earlier, which is create a long road, long roadmap for yourself, chip off a mile at a time. And if you keep, you know, the end goal in mind, at least in this country, I think you can achieve everything you dream of. So that's what I would tell that kid, uh, you know, if I was sitting there, there at the table that, you know, you'll be able to achieve it. Just be patient. And what would you ask Sunil, 100 years old? I think uh, with the 100-year-old, I would ask them if they felt that they had done good. Hmm. Love that. Sunil, this is, has been a very fascinating conversation. Truly appreciate your sharing from your heart. Is there anything else you want the listeners to know that we haven't talked about? Also, I have asked you quite a few questions. It's only fair if there's any questions you want to ask me. Sure. No, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, early part of our lives, at least for me, you're really trying to sort of achieve big things. Um, and I think one sort of secret that I use, uh, is that when I want to be inspired, then, uh, you know, from a benchmark perspective, I look at all the people that have achieved so much more than I have and all the things that potentially I haven't done that I could still do. And, you know, sort of looking at the glass being half full, driving me to do more. But there are always times where you're going to be down. And, you know, maybe it's just me, but sometimes you're hitting a wall. And in those situations, I look back and I look at the glass being more half full and look at what I've been able to do, who I've been able to help and what I've been able to achieve that was way beyond what I had expected, you know, when I was 16. And you get fulfillment from that, which gives you peace. 
and then you get the drive from the other <laughs> when you want to, you know, go further. And I sort of play this mental game always with myself, and I make my goals sort of almost so far out that you have to keep driving yourself to reach them, but then have a buffer so you have sort of a safety net to protect yourself if you're being too hard on yourself also. Thank you. That's very fascinating. Thank you, Dr. Gupta, for an incredible conversation. And when I reflect back, a few things are big takeaways for me from this conversation are surround yourself with big thinkers, pivot your thoughts on what you want to impact. And that goes to a big part, the you know, inspiration you shared about your dad. Start somewhere, but then follow that with bigger thinking. And finally, if I dream, I can always achieve. And the big aha for me towards the end when you talked about is let others not determine your, de determine your destiny. So I really think that a lot of these have helped you be successful in your field and in the business and beyond. But I really think these are incredible nuggets and I really appreciate you sharing these with me and rest of us. Thank you. Truly appreciate you taking the time to share with me today. Thank you for having me, Arjun. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.